With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ah, that's right. Football is back. We take the training wheels off, Mr. Lombardi. Now we can finally talk about some actual games. By the way, I just want to thank DirecTV out of the gate. Free Red Zone preview for everybody who has DirecTV. So I get to just indulge and watch football. I love my guy, Andrew Siciliano. Never takes a bathroom break. You're narrating all the way through. It's just good to have an orgy of football, Mike. Seriously, that's what this was, an orgy for the senses. It really was. And I owe a great debt of gratitude to a good friend of mine, Pat Nolan, who sat there. He doesn't even like football, but he sat there all day with me and watched it. He made an incredible uh, uh, a, a, a porchetta, which was amazing. So then we had dinner. I mean, it's just unbelievable. He did everything today. I mean, he's a man of many talents. You know, he's a 5.0 Uber rating. Could you imagine that? Who has a 5.0 Uber rating? You know, I mean, he's he is the most interesting man in the world. But anyway, so he watched all the games with me. It was so goddamn good. I loved it. It was so good. It was so good to actually have games that were meaningful and, of course, subplots all over the place. And for those who are regular listeners of Mike's previous incarnation at The Ringer, don't worry, we're going to have a lot of those similar segments coming back. So let's dive right in, my man. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a gambling man, nor are you, but we like to give gambling advice. How much money do you want to put down in Vegas that A.B. will not last the entire season with the New England Patriots? You couldn't even get to the start of the season with the Raiders, despite the fact they traded for him in the offseason. John Gruden, your boy, did his best to try to save the situation. (laughs) But everybody's saying, Mike, conspiracy theory. They're saying New England knew all along. Belichick was in his ear saying, cut him, cut him. You can come to New England. What do you make of all the conspiracy talk of him going to the Patriots so quickly? I'm in my office and I have a bookshelf over here that has a ton of JFK conspiracy things. I, I can't imagine that. Look, I here's the way I think this works. I, I mean, seriously, if Gruden thought he was going to lose AB at any time, that fourth pick overall in the draft would have been a one of those picks would have been a receiver, right? He would have drafted Hollywood Brown, who had an incredible day today, or Keneal Harry. I mean, there's no way he wouldn't have drafted a receiver. You would have had to put him in restraining jackets. You would have had to send him to an exotic island off the coast of of Tanzania. And you know of Tasmania, you know there's no way he wasn't going to draft because he needed one. So I don't know. I mean, I know this. There is certainly an undercurrent that not everybody is content out there, and and that you know you don't want to get down that road. But I, I don't think he this guy could manipulate it. 
Look, I think it'll work because he just joined the Navy SEALs, AD. He just joined the Navy SEALs. That's what he did. He just enlisted. Tom Brady's offering him his pool house to stay in there because he knows he's about to embark on the Navy SEAL program. And watching the game tonight, what team do you think needed a blue chip receiver, the Steelers or the Patriots? Unbelievable. I mean, you talk with teams that look phenomenal in week one, and you're hoping New England-Pittsburgh rivalry games in the past, you believe that Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a big year, got something yeah. to prove, etc. Instead, the Patriots just embarrassed the Steelers on national TV. Incredible. Right. And, and, you know, look, and A.B.'s going to walk in, but I think what's really clear about the Patriot team, just watching them tonight, is A.B.'s not walking in as the star of the team. They, they just put up six trophies up on the, the sixth flag, right? He's walking in to be part of a team, way different, right? So did you notice he wasn't at the game? He's in Boston, but he wasn't at the game. Like, this is going to get managed by Belichick. This is going to get handled by Belichick. There's going to be limited how availability you get to him like he does with Josh Gordon. You, one thing is I think you got to learn is you got to have a plan for this, right? If you're going to take on a highly talented player who's got some serious issues off the field, you got to have a plan for him. And clearly the Patriots will have one. Brady will be involved in the plan. Every team member, the McCourty brothers, will be involved with the plan. They'll make sure that this kid doesn't. He, and here's why he's going to be so impactful for the Patriots. What, what Tonight, we didn't really see it. But typically, Brady needs three players to attack the middle of the field. He needs to be able to. He wants to throw the ball from the numbers in. That's where he loves to throw the ball. And when he had Gronk, Edelman, and James White, he could do that. Now he loses Gronk. Antonio Brown replaces Gronk, essentially. He comes inside with Edelman and now James White or Sonny Michelle. They've got three guys inside, and now they have Dorsett, who had a hell of a game today, and Josh Gordon, who had a hell of a game. That's going to make them really difficult to handle, and you're not going to miss Gronk. Antonio Brown replaces Gronk. Look, the Patriots tried to trade for trade for Antonio Brown this offseason. I know that for a fact. They tried to trade for him. The, the, the Steelers wouldn't deal with him. Belichick has great respect for Antonio Brown. If you go back to the 2015 game when, it, when the Patriots opened up in Foxborough when we raised the flag after the 14th Super Bowl, we doubled Antonio Brown after he got off the bus and he still had 150 yards and 15 catches or whatever the hell he had. He just dominated and we couldn't stop him, right? The game was a high-scoring game. We couldn't stop him. So this didn't surprise me that they did it. I mean, look, if it were if it were me alone, there's no way I'd do it. But that guy up there has a culture that he knows he can run, and he'll make it work. Here's my note of skepticism. Um, it has worked in the past as far as Randy Moss, but Albert Hainsworth didn't work out in New England. Yep. Chad Johnson didn't work out in New England. I- I'm with you that Brown is prolific and talented. Guy had 15 receiving touchdowns, led all the NFL last year. But, Mike, this guy is the epitome of a me-first guy. This guy no is a clubhouse cancer. And I'm with you. that If Belichick can't make it work, then nobody can. And, by the way, Mike Tomlin deserves a, a Medal of Freedom or whatever you give the U.N ambassador because he actually made that thing coexist how many years in Pittsburgh I know I know and he you know he's taking so much shit for going for it on th- you know he does he kicks the field goal on fourth and one I mean his game management tonight was a disaster but really it, it, it's not to with saying I mean the poor bastard had to deal with this guy for for all that time and nobody knew about it right but I, I will say this, okay, Chad Johnson couldn't learn the playbook. That was the problem with him, okay? He couldn't mm-hmm. learn the playbook. Albert Hainsworth hated football. This kid likes football. We know that. I think he does. I don't know. He's, you know, I think the only team, I really think the only team he should play for is Vienna because I don't think he needs to see like that doctor once a week. I think he needs a team of doctors and they're, you know, go to Vienna, right? But Dr. Belichick, look, I'm not a doctor, but that's Belichick's favorite line. Look, I'm not a fucking doctor, but he is a doctor. He's going to he'll figure it out. Remember, fear does the work of reason. Right. So if he fucks this up up there, 
He's got no That's job it. next year, right? That's it. That's so it. So fear right. does the work. But when you're too busy kissing everybody's ass, having press conferences, do you know what's funny? The Raiders have press conferences. They welcome their players in. You know who invented the no press conference rule? Al Davis. Al Davis. He invented it. He didn't want that. He didn't want to put the attention. He wanted to manage the city. What's the plan for the players? Meanwhile, you got Mayock in his suit, his black suit. You got Gruden on it. Everybody's all happy and all that. Wait a minute. What, what, wait a minute. You know, just bring the guy in. You think, you think there's going to be a press conference for Antonio Bryant? You think there's going to be pictures taken of him when he's there? He's in Boston at some hotel. Get probably, he didn't even come over to the facility today. Because he was separate. They wanted to keep him out. That's just what, what you call. We're going to find out the difference between the two organizations. That's what we're going to find out right now. And like you said, limited limited availability as well with the media, right? Which is what you're talking about. Yep, no doubt. And, and you know, he's got the sign-in bonus, whatever line guaranteed money he has in there. I'm sure he's going to get – he ain't taking his phone in the team meeting. I promise you that. Because if he's sitting there, some some player will jump over the phone. I mean, he is enlisted into the Navy SEALs. We understand this, right? He's in the SEALs. And if he doesn't comply, his helmet will be in the quad like the other 150 SEALs that don't make it. It's like good fellas. You step out of line, you get whacked. Right? You get whacked, it's right? That, it's as simple as that. And, and, yeah. and, you know, it's funny. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to write, I'm write, I wrote this already. It's funny. I wrote it. I wrote the five principles on how to deal with a talented player. I wrote it because of Belichick and knowing how he'll approach this. So after you listen to the podcast, go read the Daily Coach because I lay it out exactly how it's got to happen, and that, and that's what it'll do. But when you go in there and think you're going to sing kumbayata with this guy, it ain't going to work. Speaking of getting laid out, terrible worst case situation for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Nick Foles yeah. as he suffers a broken left clavicle. So immediately he said afterwards, we have no time to we'll take it week by week. But Mike, it's simple. If you look at the math, Aaron Rodgers suffered the same injury. He was gone for eight weeks. If the Jaguars put him on injury reserve, that means he's out for six weeks, but then can't play two more weeks after that. So guess is right now two months, and that means your guy Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Minshew's mustache comes in, a well-traveled guy before making his NFL debut, could have been the Alabama backup, instead played for Mike Leach at Washington State, put up some electrifying numbers there. But this is not the situation Jacksonville hoped for. I feel terrible for Foles after yeah. all the success he had in Philly. I mean, how bad was Jacksonville defense today? I mean, they were just all so undisciplined. I mean, to me, Jacksonville really lacks. You know, everybody gives Coughlin this love like he's this disciplinarian. That team's one of the most undisciplined teams I've ever seen. I mean, they're just, they have no talk, they have no discipline. Miles Jack went berserk. I mean, they didn't cover anybody. They play with no attention to detail. And, and Tom has this reputation of being that. Now you can blame it on Marone, but to me, that's a circus down there. And I think that Minshew's going to come in. They have no real, the offensive line, Will Richardson, the fourth round pick, had a start at left tackle. That was a problem. And and Foles got the crap beat out of him. And whoever's going to go in there is going to get the crap beat out and behind that offensive line. And again, I don't think that system of offense works for, for Jacksonville. But you got to be really disappointed with the Jacksonville defense today. They were horrendous. They had too many penalties. They were undisciplined. And look, I, Kansas City was just... Just do what Kansas City did. I mean, they just, Mahomes took a beating. The offensive line didn't play well. He got hit, but they just, they attacked him perfectly. Andy Reid is really good. Andy Reid's 15 and 5 in September. He is really good in playing in heat. I mean, the guy is a hell of a head coach. He should outsource his game management to India. There's no doubt about that. Right, we agree <laughs> just with the that. Final two minutes is short yardage. You need yeah, just help with. the final two minutes. There should be like somebody come in, like you know the guy that carries the football around with them for the for the codes for the for the for the nuclear launches. That guy mm-hmm. should come in at two minutes to go take Andy off the field, put somebody else in there because the guy's one hell of a coach. I mean, fifteen and five in September. I mean, just really remarkable. But this team, to me, Jacksonville, there's there's an inherent problem down there that's deeper than just they didn't play very good today. 
and scary to think they were known as Saxonville a couple of years ago and you thought with some better quarterback play, they may actually be a Super Bowl contender. That's how far that they have fallen now and now Foles is going to be gone for an extended period of time. Of the three teams that I thought Mike looked great today, we've mentioned the Patriots, we've mentioned the Chiefs, also the Eagles. After a shaky start, they came roaring back, did not panic at all, despite a big deficit against the Redskins. Instead, turned around running the football. Miles Sanders had a good day. Carson Wentz looked good. And welcome back to Sean Jackson. The fans love having him back there. A deep threat that Wentz can exploit, and he did against his former team. Yeah, you know, they dig a hole for themselves. And it was classic Washington Redskins, AD. They're playing really good. Got a couple good drives going. They're making plays. The Eagles cannot cover. Let me just get that straight. The Eagles Ronald second. Darby, by the way, can't tackle either. He can't tackle. They can't cover. The reality here is, is I think that once, if you can protect against Philly, you'll move the ball on Philly. However, the problem, it's easier said than done. Not a lot of people can protect. And I think that that's what happens. And once they got, once they got, uh, Philly was able to put some pressure. Washington looked out of shape. They weren't in good, you know, they, as the game wore on, they didn't look like they had any juice at all. The last, after the, like, eight minutes to go in the second quarter, everything fell apart for Washington. And, you know, you got, Washington's getting 10 points and they got to do the backdoor close. Can you imagine that? They got to do a backdoor close. They got a 20 to three, 20 to seven lead and they got to do a backdoor close. It was really, to me, it was a, and again, Washington's losing players left and right. You know, they don't have guys. They're losing guys. They lost pain or no, they lost Allen in the game. You know, they lose their deep, their backup inside line. They lost an inside linebacker. You know, Josh Norman is one of the most overrated players in the league in terms of he gets beaten coverage. It, 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 to me, Washington is exactly what they are. I mean, they're not a very good football team, and they're about a 50-minute team because they'll play good, but their conditioning and their attention to detail eventually shows up. But don't take anything away from Philly. I thought Philly, Philly came back in the second half and played like they're capable of playing. Yeah, Jackson, eight catches, 154 yards. Wentz, 28 of 39 for 313. Three touchdowns his first game since week 14. Did not take a snap in the preseason. Eagles racked up 436 total yards. Next up, Rams and Panthers as Goff and Gurley lead the Rams to a tight 30 to 27 win over the Panthers. How about Gurley? Two-time All-Pro, invisible. He was the invisible man. H.G. Wells, much of the game, then gets 64 of his 97 yards in the fourth quarter as the Rams are able to pull out this one. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a good game. They went back and forth in this game. Gurley flashed. I mean, Gurley looked like he had it, but Malcolm Brown was the guy that was really flashing. He had more things going for him in the game, and you could just see that they're not, they're not really, they want to either save Gurley, like they saved him for the final drive of the game where they were able to, to run out the clock and, and, and handle that. And, you know, Cam Newton was struggling at times and they couldn't really get it going. You know, this, this, this is, this Panther team, they couldn't win. I didn't, you know, when Jared Goff doesn't play well and doesn't make any plays down the field and you still lose and give up 30 points to the Rams, something's wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's, and that's what you think about. The Rams obviously made this heavy investment in Goff. These are the games you kind of got to win. By the way, do you see what Cam Newton was wearing after the game? I mean, just, just a disaster. No, I, I, I really I, you know, we should grade his costumes every week. I mean, we should, <laughs> not his costume. We should actually have a grade on what he's wearing after the game. I didn't see it. What was he in? I don't even know how to describe it. He had like a bandana wrapped around his face. I mean, it was just bizarre. He had like a fedora. I mean, it's just, it's all over the place, man. I wouldn't even know how to describe it. We'll um, we'll have the, the listeners let us know how they would best describe it. You can always email us, uh, the GM Shuffle, gmshuffle.com. Uh, Niners and Buccaneers, Sherman and 49ers stepping up big. Richard Sherman returned one of the picks. San Francisco's defense, three interceptions of Jameis Winston. Robbie Gold kicking three field goals. And Jim Garoppolo, 
throws for 166 and one touchdown in his first game in nearly a year. You know, he was 8-2 and two as a starter, Mike, so when Garoppolo's there, he's successful. The Niners, they look pretty good today against a Bucs team that I don't think we have, neither of us have much expectations for. You know, they had two interceptions all year. They got three in one game. Of course, my man Jameis Winston, sloppy with the football. I think this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team is, doesn't have great attention to deep. They did not look very well coached today. I mean, they looked sloppy on offense. They looked sloppy. I mean, Todd Bowles kept them in the game, makes the interception. Vernon Hargraves picks one off on Jimmy Garoppolo, kind of dupes him into thinking it's 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 a cover three pass, and he ended up just squatting on it. And, and you know, that this game was there for them to be the taken, but Winston couldn't make a play, and it was, you know, it was one of those things. I, good win for the Niners. They didn't play their best football on offense. Their defense came through for them, which is what I was saying. Their defensive front's got to win the game. This Tampa Bay offensive line, DeMar Dotson, you know, and Donovan Smith, they're, they're not good enough at tackle. I mean, you go through this thing, it's remarkable. I'm watching the, the Bucks, and I'm thinking, wait a second. You know, this is your third coach in the last five years, and Jason Light just got a contract extension. How is this even possible? Has anybody looked at the talent on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team? Seriously. They just gave the GM a contract extension. Meanwhile, he's been through, th- he's on three coaches. Like, seriously. Yeah, that's why. Like, I think the Niners did look good, but I think to myself, I don't think Tampa's a good team at all. So you're right. I, I'm cautious in how much I want to evaluate 49ers looking good. And speaking of that division in general, Mike, Seattle, they barely win it well. They're at home and they win by one point as well. So I don't know how good Seattle is either. Just as an addendum to the fact, I do think the Rams win that division, but I don't know how good the Niners or Seattle are. I watched that Seattle-Cincinnati games, and, and Andy Dalton couldn't help him. He's a 2020 guy. He, t- he gets Damn, he, the ball slips out of his hands. I mean, they win by one point, Seattle, but Cincinnati dominated that game. Cincinnati moved the ball effectively. They were doing some things on offense. They, they didn't even have, they weren't even running the ball. They were throwing it. John Ross came out of nowhere. I mean, nobody has John Ross on their fantasy football team as of right now, but tomorrow morning, everybody will have him. I mean, he was electrifying. He looked like Tyreek Hill out there today. Speaking of Tyreek Hill, let's go back to the Kansas City game for a second. He's yeah. hurt too. I have my niece over for dinner since Pat cooked in for everybody tonight so my niece is a doctor phd and a doctor god love her to death she's the smarts of the family but anyway she died she told me that tyree kill you know i went through the injury with him and, and it, it and it won't require surgery but it could be two to three weeks you know just based on what she read in the statement but but uh you know because it, the the bone went inward it isn't a broken clavicle it's it's the bone over there i mean i didn't even think he got hit that hard but he's going to miss he's going to miss a couple games i think they're on the road next week as well so uh, that that's something to monitor Kansas City, but they didn't miss them. They didn't miss them. They didn't miss a beat. Sammy Watkins stepped up and, and played really well. Yeah, they call them the uh, Legion of Zoom. I believe is the nickname they have right now in Kansas City. It's pretty good. It's well deserved. Yeah, it's really well. There. I mean, I mean, they're really unbelievable, and you know, they're really well coached. I mean, you could call them a finesse team all you want. They're not. They they, they get after you. They're a good team. They really are. Yeah, that's the reason why some people think that Kansas City could go deep as far as the playoffs are concerned. What other team before we focus on the specific categories you're known for? And that's Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I believe your label for him is the mayor of Munchkin Land. Yeah, the mayor uh, was the mayor was struggling for three quarters, and then all of a sudden Detroit got tired, and man, the mayor took off. He was ready to go throw for, through fifty fifty sometimes. You know, got him into overtime. I mean, that game ending up in a tie is a, a complete win for the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona oh, had him on the ropes. They had him on the ropes in overtime. They hit a big pass to Larry Fitzgerald. They're coming down the field. You know, they got a chance to make a. They got a chance because Detroit was literally exhausted. I mean, they were. So spent defensively and they rallied and they showed enough mental toughness and they made them kick the field goal and then Detroit 
comes right down the field and, and, and Arizona wins blitz zero and they make a hell of a play on the ball in the back of the end zone. And then they got to settle for the field goal and then the clock just runs out. But, you know, I don't, not sure either team was very good. Detroit dominated the game for three quarters. Bevel calls a timeout. And then it, which cost them a first down, which would have iced the game. I mean, when you're up that much, you had a chance. I mean, Matt Patricia's going to have a long week this week with a lot of second guessing going on based on his game management in the fourth quarter on that. You got a big lead like that and you're not a great team. You got to win that game. This is, hey, you look at Detroit's schedule down the road now for the next, before they get the bye. Hard, really hard. 18 points down. Murray's able to rally them, making his debut. And the numbers in the fourth quarter don't lie. 15 of 19 for 154 and two touchdowns. You mentioned Fitzgerald. The fact he came back for his 15th season, that great catch he made in overtime. You just, how do you not appreciate his skill level, his dedication to football? And a 27 27 tie. You're right. For Cliff Kingsbury, He's it's a having win. a stogie and a glass of wine. It's a win. But but Murray had 11 balls. I mean, he was getting balls batted down. I mean, he's little. I mean, let's face it. He's little. I mean, it's going to come down to this. Do you really think he's going to be able to make a window throw against third and eight with a lot of people around him and people's hands are up? I, I don't see it. I, I mean, you know, look, I'm not – the kid played well today. I'm not taking anything away from him. But I think it's going to be really problematic for him to see. I don't think – and as the field shrinks and we get down to the red zone and it becomes – the windows become very small and you've got – to drive that ball in there and you got to see these tight windows i think it's going to become harder and harder look i don't think arizona is a very good team i don't think detroit i think it was two bad teams playing but detroit just ran out of gas detroit got tired especially on defense in the fourth quarter Matt Patricia the whole time looked exhausted. He had the crutch the whole time. Oh my I mean, God. He looked exhausted. I mean, he looks like a mess out there. I said how is this guy coaching the game? He looks terrible. I do feel sorry for matt matt does not look healthy at all I mean, no. Matt doesn't look healthy at all. I mean, you know, it's like the job, you could just see the stress is just wearing on him. And, I mean, his team's not very good. And, look, they ran the ball. Matthew Stafford was effective. You know, I, you know, I thought he played well, but they just didn't have enough gas in the tank. I mean, that's a game you got to win if you're Detroit. That's, that's a game you got to find a way to win. Like Indianapolis. I mean, Indianapolis, I, I think Frank Wright, even though they lost today, Frank Wright is one hell of a coach. I mean, he's remarkable. I mean, his play calling on third down, Malik Hooker makes this play in the end zone. I mean, they've got the Chargers on the ropes. They just couldn't get the ball in overtime, and their defense couldn't stop them. I mean, that's what happens when these teams like Indianapolis and Dallas, when they play a lot of minutes on defense, they wear down. They're small. They're undersized. That's why Dallas, when they can play less than 30 minutes, they're really effective. It's the same thing with Indianapolis. If they get you off the field, if they can get you off the field, the other thing is, man, I'm going to tell you what, that Charger offensive line, anybody who thinks the Chargers are going places with that offensive line, my man Sam Tevy at right tackle and Trent Scott at left tackle, poor Phillip Rivers, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him all year. It ain't pretty. It ain't pretty at all. Indochino is fantastic. Let me tell you something. I went to the store here in Short Hills, New Jersey, and they were phenomenal. They took my measurements, and I got to be honest with you, Mike, I never know am I a medium or a large. Well, these guys, it's perfect. They got my shoulder size, my neck size, my arms, and it was perfect. Honestly, you look better and feel more confident once you put on a shirt from Indochino because it's made to fit for you. We all know how hard it is to find stuff that fits right. This stuff fits perfectly because it's custom measured. It's great. Yeah, looking to get married. They have a ton of options looking for you to outfit their wedding party. Guys love the wide selection of high-quality fabrics, colors to choose from, not to mention the option to personalize the details, including your lapel, lining, pockets, buttons, and writing your own monogram. Here's how it works. Visit a stylist at our showroom. I'm going this week. Over 40 showrooms in North America and have them take your measurements personally. I need that. Or measure your at home and shop online at Indochino.com. Choose a fabric inside and out. 
Choose your design, submit your measurements with your choices, relax while your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, even on the shirts, I went a little vanity. I got a little AV put on it. So you know what? What the hell? If you want to get a little funky for yourself, go for it. This week, our yeah. listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when entering the GM Shuffle at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code the GM Shuffle for any premium suit for just $369 and free shipping. Incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. And like Paulie says, always shoot your cuffs. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, these second-round playoffs have been unreal, and we have the conference finals now on the horizon. Make sure you get all those futures bets in before the value disappears. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, now the categories people are used to from listening to the GM Street, of course. Now it's GM Shuffle. Let's go on the lamb first, Mike. Who's going on the lamb? Well, they're going to be on the lamb for a while. The poor Miami Dolphins. I mean, they didn't even show up. I, you know, it's Miami just, sake. it was over quickly. I love what Lamar Jackson said. Well, not bad for a running back. You know, here's what I've said about Lamar all along. I watched Matthew, my son, who's at Miami now. He was at Louisville. When Lamar Jackson was at Louisville, I used to say, if they just would put the other quarterback in, he could make a couple throws that would help, right? That was when Lamar was a freshman. And then Lamar, from his time as freshman to his sophomore year, he became a really good, a better passer, let me say that. He wasn't an elite passer, but a better passer. And today he was a much better passer than he was any time last year. And Hollywood Brown, I didn't like the pick for them because I think he needs a guy with a big radius to catch the ball because he's not always accurate. But Hollywood Brown just stretched it out. I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick looks like a blown pick for the char- for the Dolphins. He got his ass torn up in there. I, I, I mean, look, it's going to be a long year for Miami. Miami needs to just go back to basics and try to just run things that they can do really well. And they're not doing, they didn't do anything very well today. And look, let's face it, Baltimore was really impressive. I mean, John Harbaugh, for as good as he is in preseason, is typically not very good the first game, not very good in September. But today his team was great. Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick, the pick from Alabama, of course, one of the defensive backs did not look good. Although, considering from Miami's perspective, Mike, I got to be honest with you, all the Miami fans are falling. They were thrilled because they're saying let's tank for Tua they're like we, we want to get the number one pick oh, anyway. they're, so they're going to get they want to lose they're yeah. going to get him I mean I can't see 
how they win four games. I mean, that's going to be bad because there's really not an area of strength. I mean, I thought their defense would play a little bit better today, but they got carved up. I mean, they got carved up by Lamar. Lamar Jackson, you know, nobody's going to say this, right? Nobody wants to talk about this, but Lamar Jackson's better than Josh Rosen who's sitting on the other bench. Josh Rosen went the 10th pick in the draft. Lamar Jackson's better than Mitchell Trubisky. God forbid we say a bad word about Mitchell Trubisky. The I mean, Bears offense looked dreadful. It's horrible. Packers, it's hard. It's awful. all because Mitchell can't make a throw, right? But we won't concede that. We won't concede. Like the best court, the best player in that draft was Patrick Mahomes. We understand that, right? And then Deshaun Watson. But we could sit there and say Lamar Jackson wasn't good enough. He's the, you know, he went the bottom of the first round of 32. I know he's better than Josh Rosen. Right, I know he is. He looked like Michael Vick today. Tell me, he didn't look like Michael Vick today. He looked awesome, especially in, in reminiscing of Vick, the arm strength. Like you remember about Vick, he could throw that ball like seventy yards. You just always forget the fact this guy's so uh, slender and so shifty, but he can throw the ball a ton. Like he's got a cannon for an arm. In addition to the fact he creates uh, space. How about if How about if Arizona took Lamar Jackson at ten instead of Josh Rosen? Where do you think they'd be right now? Yeah, I mean, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. Like, like it was well, you know, Josh Rosen was no Lamar Jackson. Actually, you know, I defended Lamar. I liked Lamar Jackson coming out because I knew him. I thought he was a good player. I know he's got limitations in terms of his accuracy, but the kid's unique in what he does. And today, he just—I mean, he demonstrated. I mean, he was all over the place. I mean, he—he made every throw he had to make. He had great touch on the deep ball. He got hot. And you can dismiss him. I mean, I thought it was great. Hey, look, not bad for a running back. I mean, he, they're going to be a problem to defend. And the way Pittsburgh played tonight, which really disappointed me, I thought Pittsburgh was a much better team than they were tonight. But we'll see. It's still a long year. But, I mean, Baltimore's going to be a team to be reckoned with. There's no denying that. How about the Fred Palermo Award? Who do you got? Oh, that, that well, you know, my man, Uncle Fred, you know, the guy that – this is where a team that really reduces it down, plays it smart, right, and, you know, and, and, and comes in there and, and, you know, Fred Palermo's basically the whole, for people that don't know, it's like he, when I was a kid, we went to a diner. He'd say, look, just order the hamburger. They can't cook everything on the menu good here. Right. So keep it simple. Right. If you go to the French laundry in, in, in the Napa Valley, they got five things on the menu. They cook them all good. You could order whatever the hell you want. But if you go to a diner, you go, you know, get the burger, you get the chef salad or the burger. They're the only two things they can cook good. So, I thought Tennessee was fucking sensational today. I thought Tennessee did a great job. I thought Dean Peace did a wonderful job of attacking the pocket on Baker Mayfield. They exposed the shitty offensive line of the Cleveland Browns. And it's a bad offensive line. You know, now, is it true my man Odell Beckham wore a fucking watch on the field? That's a crazy story if that's the case. I mean, the guy's wearing apparently a $350,000 watch. How can you ever be late ever in life? I mean, can you imagine this? I mean, poor Freddie Kitchens. He's emotional after on his press conference after it. I mean, like, look, there's no adult supervision in the room. Like, you just don't turn on being good, right? Like, yeah. they got their asses. And did you hear Delaney Walker after the game? Oh, he was loving it. Oh, Delaney Walker was like, keep propping him up. I mean, they are Virgil Salazzo. Everybody's coming for him. Everybody wants a piece of their ass. There's no denying it. Yeah. They want a piece of them. Everyone knows. Brown's got the great schedule, prime time, a yappy quarterback. They got a loud mouth receiver. You're right. Mariota looked great. And you had mentioned previously, there's questions about Mariota. He looked great today. He looked way better than Jameis Winston. And, you know, and I'm not a Mariota fan. He, Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, he tried to throw the ball down the field, which they did. They had some great designs with Derrick Henry in the passing game. I mean, they kicked the shit out of, uh, out of the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield was not comfortable at all in the pocket. He was getting rushed. Dean Peace had a really good rush plan. My man Greg Robinson got tossed out of the game. He tried to kick a player. And then the backup offensive lineman come in. I mean, this Browns offensive line is going to struggle all year long. I mean, I don't know what John Dorsey thinking about mad add another receiver 
because I'm telling you. And then Beckham. I mean, really, what did Beckham bring to the table? I know he's supposed to be the greatest player of all time. What do you have? Like how many? What, average Five like ten catches, yards a catch? Three yards, something minimal. Yeah, yeah, like ten yards a catch. I mean, come on, give me a break. They got to they got to go back to playing what they what they did last year. And I think right now they've read their press clippings. It's pretty clear. And then we didn't even talk about this. Ad the penalties. There's no discipline on the team. How do you have any discipline when a guy's wearing a fucking $350,000 watch hat on the field? I mean, seriously, that's an embarrassment to poor Freddie Kid. He's trying to manage it. See, you are who you want to become, right? Here, here's the difference. Antonio Brown flies into, flies into New England today. They got a picture of him at the airport and nobody sees him. He's in witness protection up in New England, right? Nobody can find him. He's not at the game. He's not on the sideline hugging everybody. Meanwhile, we got Beckham with a watch on. I mean, like, who's in charge? Like, who's running this program? Like, this is a, we're a billion dollar industry. You mean to tell me you're going to let this guy just do whatever he wants to do? I was watching, too, the Fox pregame. They had weeks 13 to 17, Baker Mayfield, the highest QBR rating. I go, well, that's awfully selective. You picked a four-week stretch where the guy played great. Are you going to play 17 weeks? That's the way the game is played. Like, you can use statistics however you want. Bottom line is, this team's not ready for prime time. Right. And, and I'm telling you something. Like, I've said this all offseason. People are going to people are going to rush Baker Mayfield differently than they did last year. People are going to run blitz zero on him. People are going to attack the pocket. People are going to force him to have to throw the ball over 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 the windows. And they're going to have to make him. Now, he did it last year when he gets out of the pocket. I'm not saying the season's over within Cleveland, but I'm telling you, they got, they got exposed today. They got exposed and they're going to continue to get exposed because teams want to play them. I mean, teams want to play them because they think they've got the title already. Yeah. Uh, how about KGB? So that's the award that I think that teams, they got duped into something. You know, and I think Detroit got duped. I really do. I think Detroit got duped in the fourth quarter. I mean, there it is. My man Tyler, Kyler Murray is not playing worth a shit for three quarters, and all of a sudden he gets duped in the fourth quarter. You know, and I'll tell you, the other one I think got duped to Seattle. Seattle wins the game. But Cincinnati had the better, better game plan. Cincinnati had the, had the better everything. It just was a one point victory. But Pete, you know, look, let's face it. Pete Carroll's pretty good. Do you realize Pete Carroll's 14 and 0 in the month of September? And that speaks to preparation, right? Just like Andy Reid. Prepare your team well, then the guys have the game plan. They have it all preseason. There's no excuses, right? Right. Andy Reid's 15 and 5 going into today. He's now he's 16 and 5. You know, they're prepared. These guys that have experience are prepared. I mean, look, they didn't, they didn't win pretty today, Seattle. There's a lot of work to do, but they got to win against a bad team, you know, and, and, and a bad team that didn't even have, didn't even have Glenn, their left tackle in there. And so, you know, I think they got away with it, but I, I think Seattle and they almost got duped. I mean, they're very fortunate to have won that game, but Detroit to let Murray have the fourth quarter that he did and you didn't heat them up. You know, they were tired. It, it was problematic. Uh, it, that, that's bad. How about if you don't know, now you know? Now you know that uh, two couple things I'm going to say to you. New England's really good on defense. We've been talking about that on this podcast for a while, right? They stoned Pittsburgh tonight. They just stoned them. Do you see some of those linemen on Pittsburgh? I think Pittsburgh, what I didn't think this offseason is now I'm see, I saw it today on the tape. They got They're pushed around Mike, with a line play. They, they miss Mike Munchak. Mike Munchak's one of the best line coaches in football. They miss him. And they got pushed around tonight. And Belichick can cover. And that's a deadly combination. This New England defense is as good a defense as they had going back to the Brewski, Richard Seymour, Ty Law days. That, people didn't realize that, but now you know. This is, this, this New England team is way different than any other New England team. They've always had a win with offense. Now they're way different with they can win with defense. And I think the other thing is, you know, is Cleveland's offensive line's bad. It's going to be a problem all year long to protect Baker Mayfield. He's going to get the shit hit out of them. And they're going to have to work on a, they're going to have to try to find a way to keep him under 
under center a little bit, get him play action, and try to run the football. Get Chubb involved because that offensive line, if it's 50 dropback passes, it's not going to happen. And I think the other thing is, too, here's the third thing I think you know now, is Minnesota is serious about running the football. Minnesota with Gary Kubiak, Kevin Stefanski, they did a wonderful job of designing a game plan. I think Dalvin Cook's really good in what they're doing. I think this Madison kid's outstanding, and their defense played really good today. Matt Ryan going into today, people talk about, well, you know, Matt Ryan's really good in the dome. Stop. Matt Ryan's 10-12 and 12 going into a dome when he plays on the road. Now, he plays in a dome all the time, but he's an under-500 quarterback when he's on the road in a dome, and it showed it tonight. And in Atlanta's defense, boy, there, there, there's some concerns there for me on Atlanta's defense. Yeah, they've really fallen off. To piggyback your point about Minnesota's running game, 30th last year in rushing yards per game, so they had to make a commitment. they got to get some balance on offense. Anybody who uh, knows the first thing about football knows that, so clearly they've heeded that advice. Courageous? What do we got for Courageous. You know, I thought, I thought San Francisco was courageous today. They didn't have their best game offensively, and I thought they went down there and handled the heat and humidity. I thought that was a courageous effort by them. I really do. I think that they were, they showed some things that I didn't think they have, especially on defense. I thought the rally of the players when they were around them, and also I think the Buffalo Bills were courageous. Down 16 to nothing. Josh Allen can't really make a throw. He's missing receivers. He's turned the ball over. He's so erratic. But one thing about Josh Allen is he doesn't realize he's like, he's like Bella. Bella's little, right? But she's never looked in the mirror right she barks like she could kill a big dog like josh allen must never look in a mirror you know because he just keeps battling along and they come back from 16 to nothing and win the goddamn game they turn the ball over it when it when they have they get the plays when they have to I mean, Buffalo, you gotta, I like Buffalo. I've always liked Sean McDermott's team. I think they play hard defensively. I mean, let's face it, the Jets weren't great today at all, by no means. Le'Veon Bell looked good, but the Jets are not very good. They, they weren't, they weren't great on offense. Sam Darnold was very inconsistent. So I thought those teams, I think the Bills were very courageous, and I thought San Francisco was as well. Jimmy Johnson said the Jets are going to go 9-7. and seven. His reasoning is they have an outstanding quarterback in Sam Darnold, and they've got a head coach in Adam Gase and a defensive coordinator in Greg Williams who've got something to prove. I, I get his reasoning, but I'm with you. I do not see that being a good team at all. Yeah, I don't. And I think the desperate team is the New York Giants. Stop, please. Can we stop this? Eli Manning has is, is got to stop. It's, it's, it's well, got we to. We get to see Daniel Jones come in a little, t- a little garbage time with a minute 46 left. Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine it's fourth and one, right? It's fourth and one in the game. You're playing the Cowboys and you're doing a, a bootleg with pay, with, with Eli Manning out on the flank who once he gets out there and he sees colored jersey, he can't wait to go down. Like at some point, somebody has to convince me what they're watching when they watch Eli Manning play. Like I don't see a quarterback who's going to stay in the pocket and throw the football. Like what are we doing here? What are we doing in New York? New York's defense stinks. You talk about a bad football team. You want to talk about a bad football team? This is a bad football team. Worst team in the league, by the way, is going to be a good little battle between Miami and the New York Giants. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I, I would. And, I, you know, I'm going to put Arizona in there, too, because I know, we, you know, that tie. I, I, I think Arizona and Tampa Bay, especially since this, you know, Bruce Arians went down there to get the guy to not turn the ball over, and he has three turnovers in the first game. I'm not sold on Tampa Bay being cured offensively because that offensive line's bad. But to me, the New York Giants, I've been saying this. Saquon Barkley, he has to touch the ball every single play. Like, they had a key third down, and he's over there tying his shoe. He can't have come off the field tie his shoe. That's going nuts. I was put, you know, poor Pat put his headsets, head, headsets on because he didn't want to hear me going nuts all the time. But the reality is, I mean, like, this is the best. This is your only player you have. You have no skill. You got Evan Ingram and you got Saquon Barkley. Those are the only two players you have. And the, I'm telling you, Eli Manning is now he is two. He was two and 14 going into the game in the first eight games. He is now two and 15 over that span, over over six, 17 games. He's 2-15. and 15. 
Now, if let me ask you, if you have a franchise quarterback and I tell you he's two and fifteen, do you think you have a franchise quarterback? No, exactly not this age, yeah, I mean, not this late that, in the game, right it's now. It's really man. like like Parcells says: once somebody shows you who they are, believe them, right? Right. Believe he's not good enough. Like, what are you thinking about? Like, there are those poor bastards are on a flight home. Pat Shermer's probably saying, "Jesus Christ." We got 15 more weeks of this shit. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They're going to have to let me bench them. They got to. You know, it's like at some point, there's going to be a closed door meeting this week. I promise you. I've been inside those offices way too long. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a closed door meeting. Pat Shermer's going to walk in. And he's going to call, tell John Mara and Dave Gettleman. And maybe, of course, he's going to be in the meeting with Kevin Abrams. All the, all the Eli lovers are all going to be in the meeting. And he's going to say, look, I, I can't win with this guy. I can't. He throws the ball too. I can't win. Right. Can you let me win? Like, at some point, you know he wants to do that. It's all over but the crime. So bottom three we know are Miami, Giants, Arizona, Tampa Bay. Those teams are in the mix right now. How about your top three? Because I feel like it's New England, Kansas City. I don't know who your third team is. I think it's Philly. I I thought Philly, you know, Philly got embarrassed in the first quarter. I mean, they moved the ball down the field. And once Philly got it straightened out, Schwartz made the adjustments on defense. It was over. I thought Wentz played really good in the second half. Wentz having not played in the preseason, he played. They dominated the second half. I mean, they kicked the shit out of it. I, I thought the Rams were very beatable today. I thought the Rams were very beatable today. I thought that Goff didn't play his best. They took away the big play from him. I thought he was very beatable today. Uh, I think Minnesota looks to me like they're going to be a tough team. They're going to get better and better. As long as they keep running the football, I think they're going to keep improving as a team. But Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times today, you know, and only threw the ball 10 times. So, you know, I think those are my three teams. I, I think that's the biggest issue there. I, I would say, you know, without having the Houston and, and, uh, De- and New Orleans game and, of course, the Raiders and, and Denver, I think those are the best. Week one is in the books, but DraftKings isn't finished celebrating with some huge fantasy football contests. For week two of the football season, DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, is giving new users a free shot at over $1.5 million in prizes with your first deposit when you put in the code SHUFFLE during sign-up. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, and catch me more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with this football season. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game, Mike, quite like having a shot at over $1.5 million in prizes. Yeah, download the DraftKings app now and use code SHUFFLE for a limited time both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. New users, don't forget to enter my code SHUFFLE. Get a free shot at over $1.5 million in prizes with your first deposit. That's code SHUFFLE only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
All right, before we wrap up shop here on the GM Shuffle, by the way, always uh, email us, thegmshuffle at gmail.com. We have another pod coming out this week on Thursday, so we're now going twice a week, so let us know what you think. Let's do a quick college football recap here, Mike, because uh, clearly, as far as the Heisman is concerned, people can never get enough talk about the Heisman, especially as it pertains to the NFL. I mentioned earlier the Dolphins. They're going to tank for Tua. They want to get Tunga Vailoa. He's in the mix for the Heisman, as is Justin Herbert from Oregon. And how about Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma? They just breed quarterbacks out there in Lincoln, Hurts opened his season a week ago with six touchdowns for the Sooners. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, to, uh, Trevor Lawrence is also a guy that's going to be considered for the, the Heisman. I mean, he didn't play his, but he hasn't played his best game in Clemson. Won Clemson had control of Texas A and M in that game. How about LSU? I mean, LSU goes into Texas and wins a big game. My big man Ed O, he was out there. I mean, he's playing chess now. Ed O's playing chess. It's it's remarkable. I think LSU's third best team in the I, country, I do. Mike, behind Alabama. And I, I really do. I think they're really good. I think they're really good. I mean, they went in there. They proved to me that they could win on the road you know they went in there and did that i you know the game that i loved watch maryland i loved watching maryland maryland's offense was unbelievable against syracuse i mean they were just up and down the field it was incredible of course Rutgers takes it on the chin to iowa you knew that was going to happen but i mean you know and then how about how about cal upsetting washington again i mean that was really i mean that's another one that just goes through but i think for the heisman i think i think it's really i think it's going to come down to uh, Herbert, they just destroyed Reno. That was that was pretty obvious. But Tui's going to be in the driver's seat because it's going to come down to one of these key games. And Lawrence, you can't dismiss him because Clemson's just too damn good. Uh, college football is fun to watch. I mean, it's really getting better on Saturday. I think it, 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 it'll prove. Like, ATN, I don't know if he could get the Heisman. Still a really good running back, but Clemson's loaded. You mentioned uh – Herbert and Reno. I met him. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Just, just, just to throw it out there for all you Johnny Cash fans out there. The GM Shuffle at gmail.com. This was fun, man. Twice a week now. We're back. Now we're ready to rock. And we're going to do it Sunday night. So it's going to be right after the game. We just watched the game. We got the we got the upcoming game this week. We got the Houston playing New Orleans in the dome, which will be fun to watch. I think New Orleans. You got to be careful, Sean Payton. New Orleans teams typically don't get going in the in the, in September. It takes them a little bit of time. Remember last last. Last year, how how Tampa went in there and beat them. We'll see where Houston is as a football team with all the changes that they made. I mean, Clowney was supposed to turn everything around for the Seattle defense. That didn't happen. He was, you know, it was it was a game where Cincinnati moved the football. So we got two good games. Gonna be interesting to see where this Raider team is. I mean, where who's gonna make? Where's the juice coming from for the Raiders? Like that's what I think people don't understand. I mean, they were counting on Antonio Brown to let him go and to have to do this. It really affects them because all their strategy in the draft and all the strategy with the offseason was built around having this guy on the team and now it just falls apart on them and that's tough that's a hard one on them it's a mess for sure we'll talk to you next time at the gm shuffle